0: Now, sex-linked, there are a couple genes that are carried on the Y chromosome, but for the most part, the Y chromosome is genetic trash, as far as we know. Most of what the Y chromosome does is it turns protogonads from ovaries into testicles. From there, the testicles produce testosterone, and that's what turns boys into boys. The only reason boys are not girls is because of testosterone which are produced by the testicles. testicles. <laughs> yeah. women, produce a small, women produce a small amount of testosterone indirectly in their adrenal glands. But you knew that, didn't you? Yep, because it was on your quiz. All right, so for sex-linked, the two most common diseases that are sex-linked are colorblindness and... Um, hemophilia. There's several different kinds of hemophilia but they're all sex-linked. Now, when we say sex-linked, where does that where does that information occur? What chromosome? Okay, it's on the 23rd pair, but what's the what which chromosome? You have Is it on the Y or the X? It's on the X. So, how many X's does a woman have? 2. All right. So we will use um, hemophilia. So we'll call this XH and XN for normal. You know, XH will be hemophilia, Xn will be normal. So it's very rare for a woman to have two hemophilia X's. So it's very rare for a woman to actually have colorblindness or to have hemophilia. So they're usually carriers, and then they give it to, to their sons. All right. So in this case, we're going to have a woman who is completely normal and she's going to marry a man who has hemophilia. Okay. So, what we're going to get is we're going to get Y XN Y XN and then we're going to get XH XN, and xh xn so what does our pattern look like in terms of boys what do they look like 100% are normal in the girls what are they going to be they will they will not have the disease but they will be carriers how many of them all of them 100% now, in terms of overall numbers, half the children will be carriers, but every carrier will be a girl. Um, if the dad has the X with the H, does that mean he has it? He has, right. So you've got, a, you've got a normal woman who's marrying someone with hemophilia. Right, so can't be a carrier. Right. Men cannot be carriers of hemophilia or colorblindness. blindness. They just have it. Right. This is really a recessive gene, but men have no Y. So every man is automatically recessive because he doesn't have two Xs. All right, so that's that's the case of someone, a woman who's normal, marrying someone with the disease. So, ladies, you may want to choose a man who doesn't have that. Just the thought. All right. Now, if you have um, a woman who's a carrier, so she's going to be XHXN, who's marrying a normal man. These are the two most common scenarios, the ones that I'm covering right here. So if you've got a woman who's a carrier for hemophilia, Marrying someone who is normal. The man is completely normal. We're going to do out the these things, and we'll get the boys are um, yxh yxn, and then um, xn xh and XN N X N. Alright. So in the boys, what do we have? Well, let's not let's not lump them all together. Boys first. Half the boys will be completely normal. And half the boys will be will have hemophilia. There's no carrier in this case. Boys cannot carry. Okay. Well, good for you. All right, now the girls, what are we going to have? <laughs> half will be carriers and half will be completely normal. Are you going to differentiate boy and girl? Back? Yes, it'll be, it, the, the test questions will say the boy's this and the girl's that in one answer. So it's not going to be overall. Yeah, unless I decide to make it check all the reply. No, please don't do that. In which case there would only be two answers no. that you would have to pick would you like ask a question where it would be like overall children not No. No, in a sex link I will not ask overall. I'll only ask boys this, girls that. Okay, so you just it. Right. What? No. Don't worry. It'll be up eventually. Yeah. We have to finish at least diabetes before I can put it up. Well, I'll probably put it up Sunday. All right. So we've got We've got autosomal dominant, autosomal recessive, and then we've got X-linked. All right, the next one we're going to do, we're going to leave Mendelian genetics behind, and we're going to do something that's called polygenic. Poly means many, and genic means gene. So in Mendelian, or simple, how many genes do you have controlling this trait? One with two alleles or possibilities. Now, in polygenic, we're going to have more. You could have three, you could have two, you could have four, you could have ten. So, what we're going to do is we're going to look at a couple different traits that are polygenic. So, some polygenic traits include skin color, eye color, hair color, and height. Skin, hair, height. Skin, hair, eye color and height. So we're going to actually do we're actually going to do eye color. Now, eye color is controlled by four genes. So how many alleles are there in four genes? Eight. Four from the mom and four from the dad. All right. Now, what are the possibilities? They could have, if every single one of these was a zero. Now, what is it that causes eye color in the first place? What protein? Melanin. If you had eight zeros, what eye color would they have? Okay, light blue eyes. Now, if they had all pluses, where they all produce melanin, what would that child have? dark brown. So in between, you're going to have light blue, blue, gray, green, hazel, light brown, brown, and then dark brown. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm missing one. Yeah, dark blue. Light blue, blue, dark blue. Why gray? Yeah, light blue, blue, blue. I don't know. Don't ask me. I, you can put them however you like. I to put on Yeah, I don't know. I, don't ask me. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I, this is just for your edification. This particular thing will not be on the test. No, I mean you will, you need to know that green hazel are in the middle. The green is pretty much smack dab in the center. Dark brown is on one end, light blue is on the other end. That's what you need to know. All right, so now let's imagine for a moment that we have a mother who is all zeros who marries a father who is all pluses. What is that child going to look like? Say again? Green. Green, half and half. So they'll have four pluses and four zeros so this is all zeros and then one two three four they'll be green so every child will be more or less green eyes now if you have two parents who are green-eyed what can their children look like any color? they could be any color they could get all the zeros from mom and dad and have light blue they could have all the, all the pluses from both parents and have dark brown. Or they could be somewhere in the middle. That's if both parents are green. That's if both parents are green. Now, what's going to be the most common color, though? Mm-hmm. It's going to be green. So if you do it out, it's going to look like this. What's that called? A bell curve or a... Starts with an N. normal curve. So with most of the children being in this green area, a few being in the slightly lighter brown and lighter darker blue, and then just a few being in the lighter and the very very dark brown. Light blue and dark brown. So that's called polygenic inheritance. And some really strange things can happen when you have parents who are in the middle so as an example, we've got this picture here. You've got two light brown parents who have twins, one of whom is very white and the other of whom is about the same color as the parents. How would you ask this question? I wouldn't. This is just for your edification. But I'm polygenic. polygenic. Oh, I'm polygenic. I might give you something like you have you have two green-eyed parents, you know, what's their child what are their children going to look like? and you would need to know that it it can range from both extremes, with most being green. Same thing with parents. If you have a very short parent and a very tall parent, on average, most of their kids will be in the middle, but you could have some extremes. If you have two medium-height parents, you could have anywhere from very tall to very short. Um, Here's another example. You've got a white father and a very, very dark mother, and the children, one is is a little bit light and the other one is very dark. Alright, now, um, multifactorial is the very last distribution we're going to talk about. And multifactorial is where a disease isn't controlled by any one gene or set of genes, but is controlled by a whole bunch of different kinds of genes and oftentimes also interacts with the environment. So for example, coronary artery disease, disease, in terms of genetics, is affected by your LDL receptors, by your liver function, by your clotting function, by your inflammation disposition, and by your blood pressure, all of which have genetic components. But they also have environmental components and things like age, smoking, exercise, diet, and um, blood pressure, which again, can can be environmental as well as genetic, are going to combine together to form a person's risk of heart disease. Does that make sense? The main thing you need to know about multifactorial is that it's a variety of genes working together and is oftentimes an environmental aspect as well. All right, inheritance. We have genotype versus phenotype. What is a genotype? the genes a person have. And what is a phenotype? It's the expression of those genes. So, for example, you might have, you know, in this girl right here, the twins, where you've got one light and one dark, it might be that they are actually identical in terms of their genes, but for some reason, this lighter person, her melanin genes just didn't turn on. We don't know unless you actually sample the genes. but. You know, it's it's very possible that actually genetically they're the same, or it could be that they got slightly different genes in terms of melanin. We don't know. Can it be like if one of their parents, if one of the parents of the children, they had a white parent as well? After the well, I mean, looking at their skin color, they've got both races in their past, right. so yes. But what I'm telling you is, this child here could have the exact same genotype as this child but those genes didn't get turned on. Or it could be that she got different genes and without testing her genes we won't know, without doing a you know genetic test. All right, the next one is penetrance. Um, penetrance is when a gene does not express. Variable expressivity is the idea that genes can be expressed to a stronger degree or to a lesser degree. A classic example of this is polydactyly, which is having multi-digits, fingers and toes. Excuse me, are you the six-finger man? You not happen to have six fingers on your right hand. So, polydactyly in some people expresses as just a very small nub, in other people they have a full digit. Some people have control over that digit. They can move it normally. Other people, that digit is not controlled. It just kind of flops and sits there. So that would be an example of variable expressivity. In terms of disease, you could have someone with cystic fibrosis who has very mild symptoms of it, and you could have someone else who has very strong symptoms. In terms of Huntington's disease, you know, when, does, when do we say it most often comes on? In later age, in later age like 50s. But in some people, it expresses in their mid-twenties. So that's an example of variable expressivity. Last thing is lethal allele. A lethal allele is a disease that if a person has two of the genes they typically will die very soon. Oftentimes they'll die spontaneously through miscarriage um, or shortly after birth. Now most people do not have this, you know, there's thousands of different lethal alleles, but most people only exposed to one or two Three, four, five. So it's very unlikely you'd marry someone else who has the same alleles, unless you marry family, because the you know someone who's related to you is much more likely to have similar lethal alleles. So that's why, one of the reasons why children of cousins tend to have more genetic defects and deformities than people who are not related because they're sharing some of the same lethal alleles. All right, Um, environmental congenital disorders. Sometimes what a mother does while she's pregnant can affect a person's genes and their expression to come up with congenital disorders that are not necessarily genetic. So examples, um, teratogen is the name for something that causes birth defects. So alcohol, cigarettes, some medications and radiation, which is why when, you, when you're pregnant and you go to get an x-ray, they put a lead thing on top of you. Um, infections, you wanna remember the, the uh, acronym TORCH. So toxoplasmosis, don't let pregnant mothers empty the uh, kitty litter. Other stands for hepatitis B, syphilis and herpes zoster. And herpes zoster does what two diseases? shingles, and chicken pox, which is why it's so important that you have your titer, especially when you go into your labor and delivery rotation. Rubella, German measles, cytomegalovirus, and then herpes simplex virus. Now, who are the two people that cytomegalovirus, cytomegalovirus hurts? Immunosuppressed and, and babies. Now, babies are technically immunosuppressed because they don't have an immune system yet. All right, last thing and then we are done. Um, screening and treatment. Genetic counseling is when someone uh, typically a couple will come and say, you know, I've got this disease in my family, what are the chances that I could have that disease? Might also do genetic screening at the same time. Um, and the questions that I ask you on the test, a lot of them will be genetic counseling type questions. Fetal diagnostics, that's where you try and diagnose problems in the womb. So, one of the ways of doing that is called amniocentesis, where they stick a needle into the amniotic fluid, pull some of it out, and then analyze it. So popular. Um, it's popular only with older women. And the reason is, there's about a 1% chance, 1, 1 to 2% chance of something going wrong during amniocentesis. And at around age, between age 42 and 45, the risk of birth defects goes up to about 2%. So at that point, it makes, you know, the risk of the, of the procedure is less than the risk of the birth defect in the first place. So on younger women, we don't recommend it. Yeah. They so. took my mom seven times. yeah. And then told them I was going to have a birth defect and I was fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amniocentesis is not 100%. Um, you know, you can watch the movie Gattaca is you know, some of the, some of the uh, possibilities of, of genetic testing. Now, newborn screening in the state of Florida. We, we um, screen for these five um, genetic issues. So one is PKU, another is hypothyroidism. We'll talk about that in just a couple of weeks. Um, galactosemia and then hemoglobinopathies, things like thalassemia and sickle cell anemia. Alright, next, once we know a person has a disease, then we want to manage the phenotype. So in cystic fibrosis, we want to give them enzymes that'll help them digest food better. And we want, to give them, um, we want to give them antibiotics to prevent infections in their lungs. And then to cure the disease, as far as the lungs go, we would give them a lung transplant. In case of patient with hemophilia who can't produce their clotting factors, we would give them Clotting factors. Dietary modification. In, a, in the case of a patient who can't, who can't digest uh, lactose or celiac or uh, gluten, or, an, or a patient who can't um, digest phenylalanine, we would simply not, not give them those things. Replacement. This is where you'd actually replace a missing thing. So in the case of, um, of, of hemophilia, you replace the clotting factors. Surveillance. You watch for a disease to come on. So in the case of Huntington's disease, you need to warn them. One day, this is going to happen, and you, you watch for when that begins to happen. Surgery, um, in the case of polydactyly, you can just chop off that extra digit. And then gene therapy, where we can actually change the genes so that they will act differently. And there's been a lot of success in some, some diseases using gene therapy. Don't ask me which ones. All right, we are done with that.